0: Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. And, whoa, today is a very different Erev Shabbos. Today is Asura B'teves, and today is one of the four fast days that commemorate the different Avelos, the different morning, and the different commemoration of the two but a Mikdashos, different aspects of each of the on Mikdash, as we will talk about in a moment. The Parsha, tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parsha's Vayigash. Parsha's Vayigash is probably the most emotional Parsha in the Torah, whereby you have, after 22 years, Yosef. Uh, reveals himself to his brothers, Yosef, Yaakov, comes down to Mitzrayim, and the, once again, the meeting of father and son after that same period of time, and, uh, whoa. So, let's start with uh, Sarabateves, and then we will, please God, uh, see some of the aspects of the day in uh, parshas va'yigash, because as we have been noting, the parshios that we've been reading, and especially even today, the idea with unfortunately the war in Gaza, we find that uh, the Torah of Torah Chayim, which was given thirty-five plus hundred years ago, is so relevant to literally today. So. The Navi Zechariah in Chapter 8, Pasuk 19 has a Nebuah whereby he speaks and says that the four fast days, Som harvi, the fast of the fourth month, which is Shavasa Of because Nisan is regarded as the first month, so going from Nisan, the fast of the 4th month which is Shavasar Soma which is Tishab of Somashvi which is Som Gedalia and Somo Asiri which is Asserabitivs the Navi promises that these four fast days are going to be a future holiday. Instead of being fast days, sasam and simcha, they're going to be happy days on our calendar. So the interesting point to note is that what the Navi is giving us is the month as to when there is a fast and not the specific date. So this is what we find in the Navi. Uh, Zechariah, and therefore we can understand that when Shevah falls out on a Shabbos, we don't fast on that day on Shabbos, but rather we push it off to the next day. This is how the Minchas Chinuch explains why we don't fast on Shabbos. And because after all it's almost like On the one hand, the rabbis tell us that we have to eat three meals on Shabbos, and on the other hand, the rabbis tell us that we are to fast on these fast days. So why would we prefer one rabbinic law over the other? Why do we take the rabbinic law of eating three meals? Why does that take priority over the rabbinic law of fasting? And the answer is, because we can fast on the next day, which is what we do, so in Tisha B'av, as we know, falls out on a Shabbos, so we fast on the next day, on Sunday. So, therefore, <clears throat> the same would be true if today's fast, which is the fast of Asar now what happened today? We're focusing today on the end of the first Besam Migdash. The Besam was destroyed first and second on Tish Aba Regarding the first Besam Migdash, the Babylonians put a siege around Yerushalayim approximately two and a half years before the destruction of the first Besam Bigdash. And this is the beginning of the end of the first Pesach Migdarsh, and therefore we fast on this day. So, in keeping with what we said a moment ago, Tzom Asiri, in theory, today, meaning the fast of Asar if this were to fall on a Shabbos, we would not fast, we would push it off to Sunday, in keeping with the others. The exciting aspect of today is the Abu Drahim, who was a Rishon, one of the early uh, commentators and uh, co- uh, teachers within our uh, history. The Abu Draham, who has a parish on the Sitter, the Abu Draham writes that if Asura B'teves were to fall on a Shabbos, and our calendar has, quote, been rigged that it could not. But if it would be, if it would fall on a Shabbos, we would fast on Shabbos. Now, this has raised a great deal of eyebrows among many different commentaries who perhaps even disagree. But the Abu Jaham is worthy of great respectability. And the question we'd have to ask is, why? Manashtana, what's different about Saurabhiteves than all the other fasts which we don't fast, as we mentioned earlier on Shabbos? Why would a Saurabhiteves be different? What's special about today? So the Hassam Sofer, in his commentary on the Slichos, which we said this morning on uh, and those who have not yet done are about to say momentarily the Sligos that is said on Asar B'teves, his commentary on it explains why Asar B'teves might be different and he gives the following uh, explanation he says that every year on Asar B'teves, HaKadosh Baruch Hu calls together his heavenly court and it's a Yom Adin. It's a day of judgment. It's a day of deciding will the Beis Hamikdash be rebuilt this year? That's how important today Asar B'teimis is. As a result of that the commentaries say something very, very sharp and that is as follows. We know that we don't fast on Shabbos. If somebody has a yard site, so, and their practice is to fast on the yard site, then they don't fast on Shabbos, they fast on Sunday. So the question basically is, once again, why is Asar is different? So we, we give the following explanation. There is one day found in Shulchan Aruch under what circumstance can one fast on Shabbos if one has a bad dream on Friday night and like I tell my students we're not talking that you got an A- minus as opposed to an A no we're talking about a tragic dream that one has seen that they wake up and it disturbs them so for them their fasting on Shabbos is an oneg Shabbos. That's their pleasure. They'll get more, uh, if I can use the term, solace by fasting on Shabbos than by eating on Shabbos. And interestingly, the Shulchanuch writes that if a person did fast on Shabbos for a Tanis Chalom, they have to make it up by a day during the week for what they have done, but the bottom line is: what's the explanation that there are two types of avelus, two types of mourning? Is the mourning of an avelus yeshana, an old uh, remembrance, an old occurrence, such as a yard site? So that is pushed off, as opposed to a avelus chadasha, a new quote crisis, circumstance and a new one we don't push off as the Tanis Chalom. Therefore the judgment of Yom Adin on Aser will the Beis be rebuilt this year is not a old commemoration only of a siege which took place many, many years ago, but rather it's a recognition of today, and today is the day when that decision is being made, needless to say, additional to Hildim, that can be said, today, for the day, and certainly for the crisis that we're in in Eretz Yisrael, would be most appropriate, and therefore the uh, day and the fast day of Asarba Teves is special. Let's take a quick peek at Parsha's Vayigash. As we mentioned, this is the day that, or the Parsha rather, that the family is reunified. Okay, now, there are certain Chazal that are more popular and known by many. So Yosef, after he reveals, tells his brothers to go back to Canaan, tell Abba that he is still alive, bring Abba and the family down, he will support them, and we know this is the beginning of the Egyptian servitude, this is the beginning of the implementation of the Nevoah, the prophecy that Hashem gave Avram Avinu at the Bris Ben Absorim in chapter 15 in veracious that uh, the Jewish people will be 400 years in a land which is not theirs, they'll be uh, avodim, they'll be st- kairim, strangers, avodim, slaves, some they'll be persecuted, and then they will leave with great riches, etc. It's starting now. Initially, in chapter 45, when Yaakov hears the report that Joseph is still alive, the Torah tells us, by fault, libo In verse 26, the Torah tells us that literally his heart skipped a beat and he didn't believe them. They then tell him in 47 what Yosef said, and by he saw the wagons that Yosef sent his father And the Torah then tells us, that come on. He uh, saw the wagons that Yosef had sent, and then Yaakov's spirit became alive. Ruach HaKodesh was restored to him. He was all excited. Now, this is one of the famous Rashi's. On the Puzzle, he saw and was took, first of all, he saw the wagons. So the question is, what's going on here? Why were the wagons? It wasn't a uh, rent-a-wagon from Enterprise. This was a uh, Rolls-Royce wagon, which had the official insignia. Ah, oh, this is uh, something special. I'll go in this, I won't. What's going on here? So Rashi tells us, masalahem, he gave over a sign. To the brothers to give to Abba, but Marya oh, sake what were we learning about 22 years ago when I left my father, the parsha of Egla Arufa? Okay, and therefore Ayar is when he sees the wagons that Yosef sent, okay, and not the wagons of Sholach Paro, because even though Paro signed on to taking these very special wagons. This is, he sees the wagons that Yosef sent. What's going on here? And after all, Egla Rufa is a young calf. And this is Agolos, the wagons. So the, there's an ayam gimalamid in Egla and an ayam gimalamid in wagons. What does one have to do with the other? So I heard a very nice pshat, and that is as follows that Egla arufa is, when, God forbid, a Jew is murder, and we don't know who the killer was, so the Torah tells us that members of the Sanhedrin come to this little hick town someplace in Eretz Yisrael, and they measure to the city, and the city has to bring an unusual kind of, quote-unquote, korban, not a literal korban at all, but a, a ceremony of expiation, looking for kapora, that we did not, quote, kill this person. Would anybody think that the leaders, the zikne here, the leaders of of the community actually killed the person? So the answer is certainly not. However, it means that we did not sufficiently Provide the person with shmirah, with protection, giving him food on the way, walking him out so people will see that he's important, that he's not somebody that can just be attacked, etc. So, the concept behind the Egla Rufa is that we are taking responsibility. We will improve our environment that this doesn't happen again. So, the concept of the Egla Rufa is just that. Achrayas, responsibility, similarly what's happening in Parshas. Vayigash, when Yosef sends the Agolos, he's basically communicating to his Abba that I have become a man of responsibility, I'm responsible for all of Egypt in terms of their uh, welfare. I will be responsible for you and the family so that you'll be able to not only live through the famine, but that you'll be in Goshen, you'll be in an environment where you'll be able to uh, maintain your Jewish life where you won't assimilate uh, to the Egyptian culture. Oh, this is how we can perhaps see that strong uh, relationship. If we have And other examples as well of responsibility, such as the Torah tells us that when they are reunited, the Torah says that that Yosef falls on the necks of his brother, uh, Binyamin. And Binyamin falls on his neck. And after all, we only have one neck. Why the two? And the rabbis tell us on the psukim, in Shiram Shira, that the net refers to the on Megdash, and therefore certainly they cried for the emotional moment of seeing a lost brother after 22 years but in addition, once again they looked into the future and they saw that unfortunately because of sinashinam, because of the hatred of one brother to another, because of the hatred of in the family, this caused that down the road there's going to be the destruction of the two Bhate Migtosh. And therefore there is that connection which once again Rashi brings. And I therefore want to say that a strong takeaway of this parsha today is that we need so much more. And we are seeing this, thank God, in Eretz Yisrael, see how many people are running to Eretz Yisrael to help, help from here and all over the world financially, and to go to Eretz Yisrael, to be there, to take the place of people who are in the army and do the jobs for them. Uh, Think about it, that the war in Ukraine has been going on for, quote, how much time, how many former people from the Ukraine are running to Ukraine to help out the Ukrainian people and economy etc Israel and it's worth looking into just to see that lower Leno on that day of infamy October 7th listen carefully kibbutz or Haneir, which was which was not attacked by the Hamas Yemach Shemam came, instead of running and saving all of them who were saved, they ran to Kibbutz Erez, a kibbutz nearby, and Baruch Hashem saved many lives in the neighboring kibbutz. The Jew takes responsibility. Call Yisrael a Rabim for Israel. Is responsible one for another, and the Rebbe, Rebbe Naftoli says, What's Pshat of Koy Israel? A raven, one Jew, sweetens one another, and may we be continue to do just that and hear, Besuros, Tobos, and Minachamos, quickly and speedily in our day. Shabbat Shalom. Too cool.